Hi, folks. Steve Urban here, founder and CEO at RiderFlex. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. And as a reminder, please subscribe to the RiderFlex show for updates on new episodes. And by the way, if you haven't already, check out the book we recently launched, The RiderFlex Guide, Inspiring and Hiring, available for purchase on Amazon. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360. Fuel your brand. I have to say, reading your book, uh, you are definitely my jam as a leader. And no, I just like... The stories, I, I, it was so funny. I kept reading them to my husband last night as well, by the way. I was like, you got to hear this. Give me a minute. And he's reading his own book. I'm like, no, no, no. Give me a minute. You got to, I got to read this to you. Thank you. <laughs> so I... you're, you're definitely my jam. Uh, no. And I have to tell you, in writing the books that I've written, um, I love your style. And I feel like your ability to communicate your ability to tell a story and then bullet it out and make it digestible, easy, your use of quotes. I'm just from a book lover, book writer to another book human, just nailed it, nailed it. Well, thank you. I w- here's what I've learned from yours. Um, I can be more positive and more uh, inspirational, I think, with some of my things because yours is so constant with that. And the other thing is, I don't know who you're using for I guess we'll call it layout and design I guess yeah but man I mean the layout the design the colors the feel the style it's like got such a positive vibe by the way for the <laughs> listeners and we're we'll just we'll just roll with it we're already recording so we'll just roll yeah. with it. um for the listeners uh you know they just even the way the book feels like the cover <laughs> I'm picky. Like, I, I got, I got needs. Like, like, wow, like, wow, this, so much thought went into this. I'm just like, look at it. And, and just, I love the, everything about it. The layout is great. I don't know if you directed that yourself or you have a team for that, but it just feels really good. So well, we're doing that for you. Congrats. It takes a village. I do have a designer on staff on team. You know, she works at CBH Homes with me, does all my stuff here, and then has worked with me personally and my crew on all my personal stuff for years. And we're just very connected. Like she knows, um, I would think she she does a great job of, I I firmly believe that we as as adults, not just children, but we as adults need, um, I always say, keep the font big, keep the pictures, keep the colors, right? Come back to kindergarten. Like I I always say, I don't want anyone to fall asleep on my watch. (laughs) Right. And I want you. I'm going to implement a lot more of that in my next book. Yeah. Great job job of it. You you did all, all sorts of good stuff. So thank you, thank you. Was the first the first one was better human, right? Is that yep. was that first? Yeah, okay. Yes. For the listeners, for the listeners, right? Yeah. Yes, and the main one I use pretty much for everything is just rondaconger.com because just makes Wait. it easy. You you find everything under my umbrella, makes it easier. Okay, I did that, and for the listeners, rondaconger.com does it directs you to betterhuman.com. Yeah, it's it's one and the yeah. same. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, the first book was Better Human. It's a full-time job. I want to make sure the listeners see that. Um, and it's available probably, probably almost everywhere, right? Sure hope so. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then did you do the smaller two 
and then you did you go first or how did it what was the you know better you know it's funny the better thinking this just really quick the story behind the better thinking one and it's just quotes brought to life is that 15 years ago for my team i started sending out a quote every single morning uh, something to start our day to get us going and what happened over those last 14 or 15 years i would have uh, one of my teammates would be like can you send it to my, can you add my wife to the list can you add my mother my grandmother my aunt and so this list just kept growing and growing and growing so for literally it's either 14 or 15 years monday through friday every morning i wake up and i send my thought of the day uh, and so what happened is we then took our 50 favorite of those thoughts, brought them to life and created just this fun book. I mean, I've over the years, I've had parents send me pictures of their kids on carpool in the morning. They all read a quote a day. Right. Or like, you know, people leave it on their coffee tables. They, you know, just fun gifts, all that type of thing. It was just I love quotes. They speak to my heart, my soul. I learn from them um, and I wanted to bring it to life. I love it. Uh, it's my favorite. It's, it's like a quick daily read. Like I have a little, uh, I'm, I would, I wouldn't call myself super religious, but I do have a little yeah. Bible. Quote. Yeah. I have a little Bible yeah. quote thing on my desk. And so I read that. And so what I've done now is I've set this next to it and then I have uh. another Bible verse. And then I, and what I've done too, is I just kind of open it up, right? I'm not going in order. I just no. kind of no, and I, and I just see, and I think it's made for that, right? It's made to it is. And I have to tell you, you know, we were talking about like, I'm not, I love life and I'm on the hunt for better and, and I love humans and just all of it. Right. And, but I'm also tell you, I'm not like this crazy, like serious person so much so that you're going to open up one of those quotes one of the days and it's going to be my Panda Express fortune cookie. Right. Like I thought it was like life changing. And so I put it in there. People are like, Oh my God, you put a Panda Express fortune cookie. And I'm like, I did. I really did. <laughs> right. It is, <laughs> it is better, better thinking by Rhonda Conger. I love that. And then I think you wrote leading through extort extraordinary times when COVID hit, right? Yep. That was your, that yeah. was your message around, Hey man. Um, yeah. Life is hard. It gets tough. <laughs> keep, keep pushing forward. Yep. Keep, keep going yep. forward. Like, come on, man. Yep. Like, pick your, you know, put your boots on, get your ass out there. You, you could cliff out out my book. You could cliff note I mean, my book. <laughs> right here. If that's what it says. On, get your ass out there. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was so easy during COVID uh, for people to be like, oh, I'm just going to hide in my house yeah. and then the world's ending and I'm going to like uh, binge watch Netflix for two weeks and not yeah. do anything or whatever. It was like, no, yeah. no, no, no. You're pushing forward. I mean, come on now. Yeah. You know, I love the fact that you did that for inspiration. And then, I mean, my favorite book is You Go First. I, this is this is my favorite one. You go first. Cause it's, yeah. it's just got so many leadership tips and advice in here and examples. Um, it, it, I was thinking to myself as I was reading through, I'm like, it, it's, it's almost like you're saying, Hey, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Right. Yeah. Like you better, you better, right. you better, you better, uh, you know, it's a great reminder. You get into this routine as a leader and sometimes you forget about the blocking and the tackling and the basics. And I, and I, and I see this as a, I see this as a, I would read it from beginning to end first, but then it's more of a handbook and you can come back yeah. and go, you know what? Yeah. I'm not really communicating very well. I don't feel like, I feel like my team is not understanding what I'm saying or whatever your topic might be. And you can reference it back. I, I guess my, I, my, 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 my point, I guess my final thought is, you know, you're, you're, 
you're never a perfect leader and you get rusty and you forget about basics. And when you pick this book up, you kind of go, oh, yeah, shit, I need to do that. <laughs> well, and I, I, I always say, too, I want to be careful in the sense that um, I have to lead myself first. How's my attitude, my actions, right? All of those things. How am I doing? And then before I go, you know, start pointing out everyone else's flaws and everything that's doing wrong, I yes. just say, hold on, hold on. I got to go first. So am I clear in my communication, right? How, how is my attitude? How's my energy? How's my work ethic before I go pointing everyone else's out? Right. Yes. Like, to me, that's to me, that's really important. And, and I and I value that. So, you know, I mean it that that book, I always say everything that I've written, I'm writing to myself a little bit. Right. I'm trying to remind yeah. myself oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. how I sure. want to act yep. and how I want to be and what's yeah. important to me. And then I want to make sure that I actually do it. Right. And you're right. I, you, you do need to be reminded. You do. Need you, do. You, you do. It's it's a great handbook. Let me just give the listeners a real life example. So I recently had a longtime recruiter resign, leave. Um, she had been with us almost since the beginning. Uh, in fact, the longest term recruiter. And, you know, she had some things going on in her life and she, you know, different, yeah. different, different things. And she, it was time for her to, to move on and she resigned. And uh, I love the fact, you know, and you have a, a chapter in here, people quit, people quit. Yep. Yep. They do. Uh, and it's uh, number eight. And, um, I'm reading through it. And I'm like, this is this is so great because you, you see all these social media posts like, oh, people quit managers and, you, and uh, they, you know, people quit because of the leader. And you, you kind of get this vibe on social media like that's the only reason people resign. Right? No, Thank it's you. not the only it's not the Thank only you. reason. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not the only reason. It's and not. you go and it's a great reminder. And then I'm reading this. I'm like, Exactly. Like they do quit because of other stuff whatever it might be, they retired, they moved, whatever. Like, it's not just because the manager fucked up and did something bad. No. And, yeah. and thank you for saying that. Cause I have to say, I definitely, um, <laughs> people are messy. We're messy. Yeah, we, all have, we all have things going on. Right. Right. Like, we all have things going on. And yes, if, if you end up having a, you know, a crappy manager, I'm sorry. Uh, at the same time, I've had them. And I, yeah. I love I You know, it's so funny. One of my favorite quotes um, is by Ryan Holiday. And it's a Greek philosopher um, quote, Amore Fate, which says, I love it all. So I love the good, the bad. I love it all. In order to learn, grow, you have to love every aspect, right? So I will tell you, I learned just as much from the crappy managers as I've learned yes. from the good managers. Agreed. Right? They're just showing you how not to behave. Take that lesson. Run with it. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Grow agreed. you as a grow you as a leader. So I, I'm I'm glad that you pointed that out because I you can't say that enough. I see it everywhere. I'm like, oh, stop, stop. Yes, yeah, stop. Yes, yeah, stop. <laughs> I also want to tell people to stop thinking there's perfect bosses. They, like there's a no. There are, there are no perfect bosses. There are no perfect companies. And and hmm. I've been I've been leading and managing people for 30 years. And guess what? I still mess up sometimes. No. Okay. You're making me. Okay. So you know, I told you I send out um, a quote every morning, right? So this is this morning's quote. I have to read it okay. to you. Just because right, what you said. So give me a second. I'm looking at my phone here. So this is, it's it's a great quote. And you'll love it because I know you get quotes like I do. I can tell by your book, right? Like you putting those quotes in there. I was like, chef's kiss. I'm like, <laughs> like this little bonus, this little, this little nugget. Okay, hold on. Come on. I can't even find my own quote. What's going on in this world? Um, two seconds. Wait for it. Uh, it's all about... What you just said is that I think everyone thinks 
that there's this perfect out there, this yeah. perfect culture, this perfect company. This there's not. No. <laughs> there's there, there's not there's not there's not. Um, okay, here we here we go. And it's because and it's because humans are messy, just like you said earlier. Like, hey, we're humans. We're not robots. <laughs> right. Okay. So this is funny. I didn't even. So the quote is actually from Jane Fonda. Stay with me. Uh, it says, if the career you have chosen has some unexpected inconveniences, console yourself by reflecting that no career is without them. Exactly. Right? So, like, people think, you know, it, it's every every career, job, boss, teammates, there's always going to be something. Oh, right? Yeah. You, you just have to decide that, you know, I can put right. up with this. This is, I love this and I can put up with this. That's, there you go. You have to decide how much you're willing to put up with because you're going to put up with something everywhere you go. Yes. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. <laughs> uh, so, so the new book, you got a new book coming out. Uh, but, uh, tell <laughs> yes. me. Or, okay. So let's talk about it. The new book is. So, and I like. Old, New market, new you. New market, yes. new you. Yeah. Okay. I'm in the I'm in the real estate industry. I'm in, I've been in new home construction for close to 30 years, right? So it's my jam. I love it. Amore fate. I love it all. The highs, the lows, the spikes. The it's a cyclical. It was funny. I was a call uh, yesterday. This guy was like, "Real estate is a cyclical bitch." <laughs> Look, I love it. I love it. I'm I'm here for this. I'm here for it all, right? And, you know, obviously everything we've been through as a country, you know, COVID and then housing just flew, you know, I can't decide if everyone just decided it was the most important thing they had because that's where they were going to have to hang out or the moving, the remote, whatever. Housing took off. God bless. And obviously now it's coming back down to earth. Right. And and this is a new market. And, And you know what happens? Even with leading through extraordinary times, the reason why I write these books, and I call them like booklets because they're not like full on huge books, because okay. what it, it, it's what it is, is it's I do it based on a what I'm feeling, but also I have all these other, you know, people in the industry that are calling, texting, phoning, right? And I'm just like, listen, this is a new market. And if you're thinking that you need to behave the same as you did six months ago, nine months ago, mm. you're done. You're what done. are you telling them? What's your advice in the book? Uh, not to give all away all the secrets, but what are some of the things you're telling them to pivot or change? Well, uh, in- okay, you just said the two magic words: pivot and change. What I what I completely understand is that humans, the most part, want everything to stay the same. They don't want any bumps in the road. They don't want anything to change. So and keep in mind, in the construction industry, life was really good. You were selling and building a lot of homes. So life was really good. So the the normal human says, no, 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 I don't want that. I don't want it to change. So I'm going to put my blinders on. I'm going to ignore it. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to adjust. And I completely disagree. This is a new market and a new time. And you have to, you know, there's a great story I tell in there. Um, It's about the cows and the buffaloes. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. Uh -uh, No. Okay, this will help sum it up for you. Cows and buffaloes, picture them. They're out on the prairie, right? They're grazing, whatever. All of a sudden, here comes out in the distance a huge tornado, hurricane, whatever you like, serve up. Huge storm coming at you at the distance. Here's the difference between cows and buffaloes. Cows run away from the storm. They try, right? They try to outrun it. They try to just run away from it. What happens, though, is that the storm catches up with those cows. 
and overtakes them. It's done. Let's be honest, right? Literally, the, the storm overtakes them. They can't run away from it. A buffalo, a buffalo, on the other hand, runs at the storm and right through it runs at the storm, right through it, and gets to the other side faster, safer, higher odds, the whole nine yards, by the way. Interesting. I didn't right? know that. I didn't no, know that. it's true story. True story. Look it up. True story. Google it. You can look at it. And so I, I'm always like, channel your inner buffalo. I knew, you know, the market was changing. Everything was changing. I wanted to run right at this storm and right through it. I want to get through things as fast as possible, which means you have to change. Again, I say these words all the time. I need you to change your attitude, right? Quit telling me about how bad the market is. I don't want to hear that, right? Yeah. Amore fate. I love it all. This is the market that's been given to me. This is how I have to work. Right. So, right. Your attitude, your actions, whatever you might watch is talking to me, whatever you have done six or nine months ago is irrelevant, is irrelevant. And you actually need to figure out new like actions, new way of doing business, new way. Right. Like I'll give you, you'll, you'll appreciate a salesperson perspective. I was talking to one of my salespeople about three months ago and they were a top salesperson nine months ago. All of a sudden, they're not a top salesperson. <laughs> and right, welcome to the, welcome to real right, life. <laughs> right. And so, sitting down with me, we're reviewing everything, and I was like, "So you tell me what's changed? I don't know. I mean, I'm just you know, I'm a good salesperson. I've I'm doing done, the same things. That's I'm what, doing that's, the same things. I'm, I'm doing so the what, same things. <laughs> and I said, "Could you give me some examples? What does that include for you? I'm like, well, I prospect about an hour a day. It's always worked for me, right? It's mm-hmm. about right. And I was like, interesting. And I said, so is it working for you now? I'm looking at your numbers. I'm just curious. Like, you feel good? Like, it's working? No, it's not working. And I was like, so what do, what do you suggest? He's like, well, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, I suggest you prospect close to three to four hours a day mm. right now. Like, literally, that's the market that we're in. You now have to go out and get buyers and market and call and communicate before they were coming through your door in droves and you didn't have to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, I think the new market knew you is I'm just saying, are you eyes wide open? Are you dealing with the market that you're in, not the market that you wish? And are you willing to adjust and change in order to succeed in this market? Mm, I like it. Okay, very yeah. good. It, it's true. You, you can't just do the same things. Uh, you know, uh, you, you have to change. You have to be willing to do that. And you're right. Humans humans hate change, don't they? I mean, they hate all their passion. <laughs> I love this it. Mark- in this market, you better hustle your ass off and do three hours of prospecting and, and yeah. selling. You know, it's so interesting. I love it when people, uh, you know, they're in sales and they'll be like, well, you know, I sent out a couple of emails today. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, you. <laughs> That's going to get her done? You know, the, the, the interesting part, in 2020, that probably worked. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I guess so, right? right? In the housing, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, not to, not today. I always tell people, yeah. I'm like, look, I tell you what, when you send out 100 emails and make 50 phone calls and send 30 LinkedIn messages, you know, then let, let's have a conversation. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I love it. I got to hear Nick Saban speak live, and I'm a huge Nick Saban fan. You have to know that. So, I've, yeah, oh yeah, he's in the he's in the book. He's yeah, in the book I a lot. I, yeah, I love yeah, this man, yeah, and I just yeah. love the way he coaches. I love his leadership style. I'm in. Yeah, I'm here yeah. for all of it. Yeah, great guy. And uh, I heard him speak live, and there was two things he said live that I just loved. Recently, I was at um, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey's entre leadership, amazing. Nick Saban's on the stage and um, he, he was talking about his players. And he was like, at the end of the day, players, humans, workers, leaders, we are going to reap what we sow. 
Yeah. We are going to reap what we sow, right? So whatever you do, the hundred phone calls, everything you just listed, you right? But if you don't, why are we surprised? Why are like what? And then the other thing, and this is up my alley, as you know, you you picked it some of my books. The other thing, uh, they asked him on stage, what do you want from your players? Right? You're one of the, you know, right now obviously he's having a tough season. I pray for him. Uh, he'll get it. I know he will. He's a leader. He'll get it. Uh, but they asked, what do you want? What are, what are two things you want out of your players? Uh, and I look at out of my teammates of people, you know, I mean, he said, they just want two things. I want their energy and I want their smile. What? Mm. What? Mm. Like if we mm. could break this down in mm. two things, I know you're big on hiring and recruiting. I'll tell yeah. you what, when I'm in an interview process, uh, I'm looking for those two things. Right? True. I, I want your energy yes. and I want your smile. I do. I, I really yeah. do. So of course he was speaking my language. I love the fact that you're a fan of his. Did you see the one uh, video clip uh, where he talks about the, the, uh, jeans with holes in them and he's like i just don't understand i just don't understand that people buy jeans with holes in them and he it was something like when i was a kid i was so poor that i didn't want to go to school because i had holes in oh. my jeans or something like that i don't that was a great no one. well it's interesting um you know i'm in love with your book so you have to reference well, it I, I got it yesterday i read it last night i can't get enough of it my jam i'm telling you you and i my jam but there's a story in your book that is so similar to a story that Nick Saban shared on stage. And it's the story of it's you uh, personal. You got broken into baseball bat all night long, right? Like hard, right? Right. And then you had to go go to work the next day, right? Like, like everything. Nick Saban. Oh my God. I have to tell you the funniest story he shared was very similar. And it was, he was younger. He worked for his dad at a gas station, um, his girlfriend had just broken up with him. He comes to work all mopey, doesn't want to work, really isn't helping people and miserable. And his dad pulled him in and just said, I'm going to have a tough conversation with you as your dad and as your boss. And you've just had a bad personal thing happen to you, but you're about ready to take that one personal item. And not only not only are you not going to have a girlfriend, you're not going to have a job. Bingo. And, if you don't, and if you don't have a job, I'm your daddy and I'm probably going to spank you. All right. Give you a whooping or something, right? Like you've let one event take the whole ship down. And I'm telling you, I read this last night and I was like, he needs to hear the Nick Saban story. He needs to hear it's the so Nick true. <laughs> it's so true. I always tell people there's two buckets, personal life and, and professional life. You got two, two buckets, yeah. or two boats, two boats. And two if, boats. if one of them is leaking and filling with water don't shoot holes in the other boat <laughs> isn't I mean, that so true I mean, so come true. On, don't, don't mess them both up like what are you what are you doing i always worked harder but during my personal struggles i just worked more and in fact yeah. i think my career i think my career uh benefited from some of the personal stuff because i just worked all the time i'm not right? i'm not suggesting that's healthy but uh, well, some, you, you sometimes don't mess up both both boats but um, I want you to tell the listeners uh, about you a little bit for for the people that you know may not know who Rhonda is yet. Give us give us like the Rhonda overview, you know where you grew up, a little okay. bit about your family, and then how you got into your career. Just give us an overview if you don't mind. Uh, absolutely. So it's funny if you were to read a little bit about me. I always say. 
it's hard to say if I was raised by truckers or wolves. So I know that. that. It's in the book. Yeah, right? it's, in the book. Right? Like it's, it's true. And, and <laughs> I've been in construction for a long time. I definitely am a trucker. You got to know that. I'm good with it. I'm here for, I'm here for that. Uh, you know, I would tell you, so, you know, from zero to 18, very eventful, very fun. Um, my mother passed away when I was three in a car accident. And then it was just kind of this, uh, my father had, um, you know, more wives and stepchildren than I have probably fingers. Uh, and then, you know, it was just kind of this, um, not an amazing, healthy environment. I'll just be honest with you. So I learned early on that it's on me and I'm okay with that. Right. Like I just kind of that, you know, when you're in that environment, it's, it's kind of that you, you have to fight you, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's on you. So, uh, I think I was homeless right around my uh, freshman year. And then again, my senior year at the beginning of my senior year, uh, once again, and it, it, I because you, like, because you moved out into, and said, dad, I can't do this. I got um, other way, kind of the other way around, to be honest, it was kind of like, you know, you know, wasn't really his thing, it, which, which, it, you know, amore fate. I love it all. And it's made me who I am today. I'm an incredible, resilient, strong, you know, human. And so in that moment, I think it's interesting. My, my, September of my senior year, when all of this is happening and turmoil in my life, I had to make a decision. I had to realize that no one was going to show me the way. No one was going to tell me what to do. No one was going to tell me to go to class. No one was going to tell me to get to graduation. No one was going to tell me to study. And so I thought, you know, that was actually a gift because I had to get myself up every single day. I had to feed myself. I had to get to class. I had to graduate. You know, I talk about I'm a senior in high school. It's graduation. It's like May 20th, whatever day it was. And I was on stage in front of, we, we, I graduated from the largest high school in the state of Washington. Um, and there was probably two, 3,000 people in the, in the stadium. And I remember on that stage getting my diploma that day. And there's like all these people, you know, family members and brothers and siblings and sisters, and they're waving their signs and they're snapping their cameras. And, you know, and here I am looking out in the crowd and there's not one person in the crowd when they call your name when they call your name right? on the conger like nobody right? claps it's right like, nobody i mean well you know i mean people who friends who knew me or whatever but but no one and you know what it was so funny in that moment i was like i'm uh, good with this it's all on me and that was actually the best news i could have in that moment. where did the motive where, where did the inspiration come from who what human being were you looking towards since you couldn't look towards your dad your mom was gone who who were you looking at going mm, that person right there inspires me you know, I, I love that question. So growing up, um, it, it's funny, I'm the only Canadian in my family. My father was working in Canada. I came three months early. I'm the only Canadian in the family. So fun, right? So fun. Very good. Fun fact, party fact. Um, and at that moment, uh, when we were in Canada, I actually ended up um, getting still one of my lifelong best friends. I was really close with her family. Her father was a successful businessman, okay. entrepreneur. I they they took me under their wing for quite okay. some time, off and on. Okay. And um, and then one of my stepmothers was life changing as well. She was a rock in my life, and wow. always and always pushed me. Um, this family always pushed me. And you know what I think is interesting. I think uh, I always had the ability from a little girl on that I would just watch everything. And I was like, that's not the look I'm going for. Okay. This is what I want in my life. Right. So I was always on the hunt for that. And I also like if, if we got in a car right now, you and I, and we drove back to where I'm from and those people are still living. None of it has changed. None of it has changed. The only thing that has changed is me. Mm. 
Yeah, right. right. And, yep. and, and, and so I understood at a very earlier age, if, if that wasn't what I wanted in my life, and if that wasn't what brought me joy or happiness or the look that I was going for, that I had to go the complete opposite way and that I was, it was all on me and all up to me. So the day I stood there my senior year, it was the best news. I was like, it's on me. Okay. Right. I can, right. I can decide because yeah. you look at me, let, let's go one step further. And I'll tell you, um, my husband and I have been together over 30 years. We have, Love it. We have two amazing sons. We built well, a damn, you look like, you look like you're 40. When did you get married? When you were 10? You lock that up, sir. <laughs> I will draw that line in that sand. You were like 17. <laughs> right. Thank you. 14. No, I'm kidding. Right. Like, but, but seriously, we've been together since college. We've been together. And so I just feel like all of those things I learned from and I watched and and then I've, I've gone to work, you know, to build the life that I dream of and the, the life that I, I want. And I realize that I have to build it. I have to work on it. Right. Like it's on me. No, one, it's not yeah, going to magically it happen. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff when you were younger definitely shaped you in many, many ways. Uh, how'd you meet your husband? Uh, so funny story. I don't know what you call it, but um, we both were working at Costco. So we call Costco the love palace. Uh <laughs> and yeah we were both in college we were both in college we were both working and um okay. he made you me laugh it. he made me laugh from day one and i've not stopped laughing and it's just amazing okay did he ask you out or you asked you asked him out what was no the no no date? well it's so funny i wasn't into this whole like dating thing just because i was kind of over okay. it for a little while okay. and he's like hey let's let's go to dinner i'm like well i'm not going to date you this is so funny he was like well will you at least go to dinner with me i'm like fine sure whatever and then you know dinner comes and i'm like well we're splitting the check because if if you buy you're going to think this is a date and he was so funny even at that moment he's like well you are going to date me you just don't know it yet Ooh. right and then he is just like that my man is relentless he knew okay. and the rest is history like he just was and and, and trust me it was meant that's uh, great over 30 years how many kids two boys and they are how old well okay take that back two grown-ass men let's be honest yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, right so i have a 25 year old who is a hockey player and i have a, a 21 year old at uh tcu uh and is a home builder as well actually he's so fun they're both hockey the hockey player. Now, were you an athlete? Was your husband an athlete? Where did um, the, where did that yeah. come from? Yeah. Yep. 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 So I played a little bit of, um, I played tennis in high school, and then I also went on to play it in a couple different colleges, uh, Boise State. Ah. Uh, okay. College, another right. college in Washington, and my husband was basketball. So. Okay. We love, so it's we in the love blood. sports. Yeah. We love yeah. We love yeah, it's in the it's in the blood. Yeah. Did you you went to Boise State? Uh, did you have you know, were your grades like on the edge? Like you had 2.9 and barely got in or you were a straight A student? What, what were you? No, 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 no. You know, it's so funny. I spent a ton of time reading. I'm a learner. Like I love to read and, and, and self-learn, but school in itself, like yawn fast for me. Right. Okay. Like I was yeah. like, come on, let's you get out. You got too much energy. You right. Too much I do. Energy. I'm like, let's get yeah. into the weeds. Let's get in there. Let's get something done to do. <laughs> right. Like that's in this classroom. So no, no, I would definitely be in the 2.9, which is funny because my husband's more in like the 4.0 realm, which oh. is so, like, we're, we're, he would laugh. He would like, I would be home studying and you'd be like, peace. I'm going to the bar with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> did you both go to Boise State? We did. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Were, did, were you married before you graduated? Um, nope. 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 No, we no. graduated okay. and then the year after. The year after. You were living together while you were going to school, though. Yep. Not married? Okay. Yep. And, no, and no, you didn't have kids until after you guys graduated. No, wait, yeah. We didn't have kids until three years after college. Like we, oh, okay. yeah, we definitely All were. Right. All yeah. Right. All right. And I forgot to ask you, uh, 
we'll get away from the personal stuff, but when you were in high school and college, anything fun, like ever, ever arrested or any, like, you know, like, uh, you know, I don't know, give, give me like call, okay, so, call, so call you, some drug with, with some drugs in no, the or something. I mean, give me something fun. No, I think the only thing that you'll love and you will love this. There's two, there's two, I'll tell you two quick stories. Cause you, you're so uh, fun. I love that. You're like, dig, you're like, give it to me. Um, I've been through an FBI raid. Oh, uh, cool. That's cool. All right. I got, all right. I got, you got to give us a great, right. right. okay. Story? Well, and it leads to the second story, which all is right. right up your alley. I'll tell you that. All so, right. um, think about this. My husband and I, uh, our senior year of college, my husband, we were both had to make a decision who's going to graduate the quickest so we can just get this thing going. So we, uh, made the decision that my husband would load up and take as many courses as possible, get him his construction management degree. And I would work four jobs to get him across the, the finish line. Okay. Waitress. Costco, right? Oh, you name it. Oh my God. You don't even want to know, right? You name it. I did it. I was a skip <laughs> tracer at Sears. I was, tra- you know, like tracing down bad people who weren't paying their bills. It's so a- it was so fun. So then we, he gets his, his first job in Las Vegas working on the airport. We, we moved to Las Vegas right out of college. Okay. And- so, wow. Interesting. All right. That's how, so okay. that's how the Vegas thing happened. He got a job there. Okay. Got that's it. why. Only reason we went there, he gets a job to so be go. And so, I, we land there and the very first day I'm like, I'm just going to go to a temp agency and get a job today. Like I'm a worker, right? Like I'm not going to wait and put resumes out at that moment. I'm young, hungry. And uh, so I get with this marketing company, a sales and marketing company. They're sharing wireless shares, blah, blah, blah. So I'm working there. And again, I'm a worker. It's who I am. I love it. I enjoy it. And so I'm working a ton at this company. I'm staying late. I come early. I'm doing, I'm your yes girl as well. So do you need help? Oh, I'll do that. Do you want to? Yeah. And you talk, you talk about that a lot, a lot in your books. You're just like, Hey man, raise your hand, say yes. So I'm about six months into this job. I'm loving it. It's great. Well, during the six months, there's this amazing woman she'd pull up in her Jaguar. She'd walk in, she'd have meetings with the owners. And I'm always just in awe, right? I'm just like, who is this? There you go. There's another inspirational character. There's there's somebody else in your, yeah. yeah. Right. So, and then someone says, oh, well, she's, you know, she's a partner and owner, but she's out of California. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Think nothing of it. And then fast forward probably like 30 days. I can't, you know, the time's a little, little blurry, but maybe 30 days. And I'm working late. It's like seven, eight o'clock. I'm the last one in the office. I'm just, that's just who I am. I just want to finish everything, do everything. Up walks the blonde, up this lady named Michelle. And she's like, are you Rhonda? And I'm like, I am. And uh, she's like, yeah, I know. I've been watching you. And I'm like, right? right? I'm like, okay, this is fun. And she's like, so uh, I'm starting a new division, and I want you to come run it with me. You want to go? You want to do that? And I was like, okay. Yes. What? Like, what? Yeah. Tonight? Should we go now? Like, <laughs> right. And so, so fun. We open up our own division. I do everything with her. I become her right hand. Just having the time of my life, start this whole other division, people, blah, 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 blah. It's up and running. It's going. It's amazing. Keep in mind, we are in Vegas. Yeah. Now, and what is it? What What is the work for the listeners? Is it is it uh, real estate or, no, it's, residents it's, or real estate? Is it construction? What's the no, business? It's cell phone wireless sh- shares at the time. Cell phone wireless I know. shares. I don't even know what that means. I don't even, what does that mean? <laughs> evidently, no, evidently nobody else did. Hence why uh, we went through an FBI raid. <laughs> so we were probably like three or four more months in. Everything's great. Everything's running. She kind of comes and goes in her job. But what are you selling? I don't, what, what is it you're selling? <laughs> it's a wireless share. What, what, what it's, a, almost like, it's almost like you're buying into a cell phone tire. I think that'd probably be the easiest way to describe okay, it. Okay. All right. All right. And that was back all right. when it was. It's like an just, investment. 
Okay. Yes. Well, they were doing it evidently corporate, let's say, because we weren't corporate, we were just a division, was evidently very sketchy on their dealings and their mm-hmm. money and what they were doing mm-hmm. with it. I'll never forget this. So typical day, she doesn't come in very often. She flies in and out of California, whatever. I'll never forget. She comes in the office. And I was like, oh, surprise. I didn't know you were going to be here this week or this day, right? And she's like, I need to see you in my office. I'm like, sure. Shits down across her desk. I'm up front. I'm like, what's up? You're kind of like acting weird here right don't be weird and, don't be right weird. and 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 she has this envelope this, this envelope in front of her i'm like okay and uh she's like well here's the deal uh we are going to be raided in approximately two hours i'm like raided what and she's like we're gonna go through an fbi raid in approximately two hours and here's what i need you to do i need you to shred everything in the building and i need you to let go all of the employees and i need you to walk out of the building before the two hours is up and, wow. I, and I was oh. like, um, and then she's like, thank you. I've enjoyed our time together. I just love you. You're amazing. And she's <laughs> a cash full of envelope across the table at me. What? Oh my God. This is like a movie. This is like a movie. All right, right then I'd be thinking, if I were you, I'd be thinking, am I a criminal? Am I like an accomplice? Is she tying me into this? No, and that's what she said. She's like, you've done your job. You know nothing. You know nothing of anything. The raid's going on. Except for I'm taking Except for I'm taking cash that is got blood on it or whatever. I don't right? know. Right? I know. She's like, that's your severance. That's when I was like, okay, so I'm not kidding you. She walks out. Right? I call my my husband. I'm like, you are not going to believe my day, but I got some things to do. And he's like, I'll be right there. Right? And so we do it. So literally, we drive away. We come back. Like, we're kind of like staking the place a little bit. And sure enough, in comes the FBI. Tape all around. They're pulling but you, you were still there? You were still there? No, no. We were away from it. We were like watching it from afar. Oh, watch. Point, oh, I, right? see, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's my. So I truly didn't like. I got to see the FBI raid, but uh, I got out uh, of it in time. Did you ever find out what she was doing? Uh, uh, no. No. I literally. Uh, it, it's something. It was something to do with the shares selling them FDIC illegally and then Does taking that jail? money. Da, da, da. No, no, this is the last memory I have that this woman and I've never talked to her since she hands me the cash. I literally follow her out. I watch her get in her Jaguar and drive off into the sunset. And that was like, it'll, it'll be a memory in my head forever. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a pretty good story. I like, there that. you go. I like that. I there like you it. go. So how did you give us the um, transition into real estate and construction? Like, give us that, give, walk us into your transition. And then, and then of course, um, you know, talk about CBH homes, but walk us into it real okay. quick and give us, and give it, and then give us the CBH homes overview. Okay. I'll be fast. Cause it's really, you're, you're going to, you're going to love this one. This is goes right back into your hiring and recruiting. Okay. So at that moment, um, at that moment in time, I was, Oh, this is true. I was, so my husband was actually my fiance at that point. We weren't married. We were engaged. The, the wedding was three months away. And so um, I tell my husband, uh, my fiance, I tell him, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to prep for the wedding. I'm going to take three months off. I'm going to lay by the pool. It's sunny. It's summer. I'm just going to like take a break. I'll get married. And then I'll figure out what I'm going to do. He must, he must have been making decent money so you could do yeah, that. He, he's doing, and it's three months. He's doing great. Well, my right. stepmother, the one that I adore and love and been in my life forever, um, I call her and I run the idea by her and she's like, whoa, 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 you know the rule. And I'm like, oh, come on. So the rule is, is you have two choices in life. You either work or you go to school and you learn something, but there's no downtime. Mm, You you have to be growing in some fashion. So then she says to me, why don't you get your real estate license and you can buy your husband a house? 
right? Like when you get, you can help the process and do everything. It'll be something that you'll le- need for the rest of your life. It's a, it's like a month, month and a half course. Why don't you do that? If Right. And I was like, fine, I'll do fine. that. Fine. Okay. I'll lay by the pool and read a real estate textbook. Right. Fine. And um, so that's, that's going on. Then what happens is my instructor says, oh my God, there's this woman, there's a woman in new home construction at KB Homes that you, she's the vice president, you are going to love her, you have to meet her. And I'm like, no, I don't want a job in home building. I don't want a job like, no, I'm doing <laughs> but you this. didn't. But you didn't know what you wanted to do at that time. I didn't know what I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but for some reason it just, that just didn't appeal to me in the moment. I just didn't, it wasn't what I was okay. thinking of, but okay. here, here's the other thing that happens. So he's like, just talk to her, just talk. I'm like, I'll see, I'll see. Have her call me. We'll see. So she's leaving me voicemails. I haven't got back to her yet. We haven't connected. In the meantime, turn on the news one night in Vegas and on the TV, you've got this reporter and he's standing out front, the Hard Rock Cafe. And the reporter says, this only happens every 10 years, but the Hard Rock Cafe is hiring Right. Like these positions come home, you know, come up in once every 10 years, maybe one or two if you're lucky. And it's to be a server at the Hard Rock Cafe. And it's a six digit income. Right. It's like I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Six digit income. Right. I'm young. I'm like 21, whatever, 22, whatever it is. And I'm just and they're like, you know, come down tomorrow. Um, It's one of the biggest events in Vegas. It's, you know, da, da, da. And so I I turned off the TV and I was like, I'm going, right? Like, I'm going. Like, I love a good challenge. Let's just go see what this is about. Yeah. I show up the next day. I am not kidding you. There, there, there's at least a thousand people in line. Wow. And I'm shook. I'm like, so then I'm like, I just, I got to experience this. Right. So I get in line. Why not? Right. I get in line. (laughs) Uh, The most intense fun, amazing, life-altering, changing, hiring event I've ever been to in my life. Really interesting. I didn't yeah. know that's how they did it. Wow. Right. Wow. So, okay. But it's a month-long process. And oh, you have oh, really? to, it's, it's like Survivor. You have to make it through every episode. Right. And they, and they keep calling you back and you have to make the cut. And so, you know, that first thousand is, in my opinion, the first thousand, you know, we're all out there. They're spending two seconds with you. I guarantee you this, they're checking your energy and they're checking your smile. And that's Bingo. it. Bingo. Right? One, yep. you know, one, one group of the line goes that way and walks right out. The other grab, he says, okay, here's your time. You show up here tomorrow. Be ready for anything. That's, every, literally every time they interviewed me, they'd say, they'd hand me a piece of paper. You made it show up tomorrow. Be ready for anything. That's great. That's a great line. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use it. Be ready for anything. So I was like, I'm competitive as hell. You got to know. Like, I'm just, right? So (laughs) I literally spent 30 days marching my way through their interview process. And there was like, so, so Mm, there's some, like, so one of the things I had to pass, and you'll love this because it is the hard rack, it's it's entertaining, it's all of that. So at that point, there was probably close to 200 of us still competing at this one, this one time, right? There's, and we're all in the restaurant at one time. And um, you get to your station and then they tell you in, in every station at that point, there's a little bit different. They're talking to you. They're asking you things, whatever. And I get to this one station and he says, um, you've been selected. Um, you have exactly 10 seconds to command this room. Go. And so, <laughs> right. I'm like, 
<laughs> so literally, I and, and good thing I have no, I'm not shy, and obviously I can talk. I don't care. So yeah. I literally, I, I, yeah. I literally instinctively jumped up on top of the table in the middle of this restaurant and <laughs> literally just commanded the room. I just yelled right, like. It, it, it's just too that hard. is such yeah. a great i wish you had a video of it. Oh, oh please come video. on did they even have video cameras back then Let's i don't on. maybe not right. but that would be awesome <laughs> so but that was just one of them and so you, you go through this line of things that they they ask you to do the very final interview process very interesting to me okay. the very final um so spoiler alert i made it all the way to the end right so the very um the very last interview process and i just you talk a little bit about in your book which i thought was interesting i can see why hard rock does it but you had to speed date with every current employee at Hard Rock. So the entire restaurant was full. Um, every employee was sitting at a table in the restaurant and you um, had to sit. And there was only at that point, there was two openings and there was four of us left. And so the four of us had to make our way around that restaurant and engage with every human. Mm, and, then, and, mm -hmm. and then you left and then the decision was made by all of them right i think that's a, that is a great test Boy, that's a good one for people to use the ability to immediately connect with all kinds of different people and personalities and styles right you know yeah right mm. and so um so, so that all happens uh i'm in the middle of all that well in the in right when i, I finished the last one and they call me and they say listen you're pretty much a shoe in. Um, we just need to finalize a couple of things. Um, we'll call you in a couple of days. But you, 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 they were great. They're like, at that point, I'm good friends with them. I've been spending 30 days with them, right? Like, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So they say that they're like, just give us like a little bit more time to finalize everything else. And then we'll be back in touch. And we'll, we'll go next. You know, we'll figure out how to get you whatever. Okay. All of a sudden, I make connection with the woman at KB Homes. We make a connection. She says, will you come in for coffee with me? you come have coffee with me how did you how how did that happen she was because there. my instructor my real estate instructor gave her my phone number and said you have to meet this woman you two need oh, okay, to connect okay, okay, okay? okay so yeah. she calls me randomly on a thursday i'll never forget it and she calls me and says hey will you just come in and meet me i know you don't want to and i know you say you don't want a job and you don't want to be in construction but i don't think you even know that so just come have just come see me come have coffee it's true and it's true that's right? a true statement i mean she and that's for real like the reality is you didn't really know if he did right know. how could and, you and, and and she said she's like Teddy is a good friend of mine, the real estate director. He says I have to I have to meet you. Can we at least right. just meet? And I said sure, let's do it. I go in for like coffee, whatever. To like I even told my you know my fiance at the time I was like I'm gonna be there like 20 minutes. Like this is like whatever. I'm going to Hard Rock, baby. I'm going to Hard Rock. I got right. I'm living my best I'm, life. Yeah. Get ready. Um, I show up to have coffee, plan to be done. I spend three and a half hours with her. We hit it off. She talked to me about the industry. She talked to me about opportunities. She talked to me about potential. She talked to me about career. And I was like, God, I love all of this, but I've got hard rock, <laughs> right? Like I was like, right. and you know what she says to me? I'll see you in the morning. Uh, the sales meeting is at nine. See you then. And I was like, no, no, you're not going to see me. Why would you see me? Like, why? No, wait, why would you? No, no. And, she, and she's a very amazing, aggressive amazing tenacity passion leader she's still a good friend of mine today and uh, she's like nope nope there's the door uh, i'll see you at nine and i came home and my husband's like what are you gonna do and i'm like i see her at nine i don't know and so i go to the sales meeting at 9 a.m the next morning and here i am 28 years later in new home construction how about that wow uh, congratulations by the way very cool story how did you and your husband decided, or how did you transition from there? You worked for KB Homes for how long? 
um, probably about four or five years. And then we decided that we wanted, you know, remember, um, we went to Boise State. So Boise has always been in our heart, right? We yeah, lived right. in Boise. Um, right. You know, my husband's, uh, you know, from about two hours outside of Boise. So Boise okay. is always in our heart. So we decided we want to have a family. We want to um, do that in Boise. So we moved back. And then I just continued. You left. You quit. You quit your, you both quit your jobs in Vegas. Yep, we did. And we came here. And, and you, when you moved back to Boise, did you, did you have a plan? Were you like, we're going to, what was the um, plan? <laughs> no, so, well, one, you know, it's so funny. He went off to create his land development and, and do things. He's he, he's dirt and I'm sticks, right? So I'm a home builder and he's dirt and he stopped does his thing. Uh, match made in heaven. And so at that time, it was funny. I definitely, there was a builder developer here in town that I admired, I had watched, I'd heard about, and I just wanted to be a part of. He, they weren't hiring. Um, and so I went and asked to, to meet with the vice president, uh, just emailed him and said, can I meet with you? And, uh, he, you know, I had my resume and he's like, well, you're way too qualified and you have all this experience, you, right? Like, but I don't have anything. So no. And I was like, listen, I'm going to get, I'm going to make you the deal of the century. I will do your lowest job you have here. Pay me $4 an hour, pay me five, 10, whatever you want to pay me. Does not matter to me. I just want to be in this building. I love what you do. I love your culture. I love your company. I love your product. And I want to be here. So you're going to get... CBH. Is this nope, CBH? Nope, this is a different company. Oh, all right, all right. And it's going to be the deal of the century. Just trust me on that. You're going to look like a rock star. You're going to look okay. like you've just, right? So he does. He hires me and then I just march my way through, right? Do work and do all my stuff. And that's just yeah. who I am. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to help. So then, um, and that was probably about seven years. Great company. Great. And then Corey Barton, the owner of CBH Homes, um, we ended up connecting over another piece of dirt. And we just, uh, at that moment in time, we both realized that we had the same goals, the same desires, the same passion, um, you know, been, you know, he, CBH Homes has been in business for 30 years. I've been here close to 20. And we are just, we have a big engine. We have a lot of passion for this. We love what we do. We've worked really hard to build this culture, this team, everything that we have. And so it, it's just been a blessing. I think that, you know, kind of reminds me of your book a little bit. You do stop waiting to be tapped. Stop waiting for things to happen to you. I firmly believe in my career, in my life, it's because I've gone for it. I've asked for it. It hasn't been about money for me or time. I'm like, I'm looking for experiences. I'm looking for opportunities. I'm looking for the right fit for the people who have a, I always say, you know, my husband, if he was here, my husband would say, she's got a full tank of gas, so you better be ready, right? Like she's a full-time job. And those are the type of people that I want to hang with all day long. And this owner or CEO of CBH Homes, you felt a good connection and he oh. recruited you over there and it's 20 We're years the- later. Yeah, we're the yin to the yang for sure. We, you know, this we did it so different than anyone else. When we came together as a team, and I came on as the vice president, we, you know, you know, the only thing we did, we didn't do a contract, we didn't do blah 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 blah. We're not those people. You know what we did? <laughs> we said, here's our deal. Are you ready? Between you and me, this is the deal we're going to make to each other. Are you ready? We're going to have fun. It's critical. It's right? critical. And that's the and people go. That's your only deal. I'm like that's our only deal. And we've we've stuck to that, right? We know 20 years, number one builder in Idaho, the things that we do. Yeah, I I just think at times, I think people kind of get it wrong on what they're hunting for and what they're searching for. And if they search for, they forget about title and money at times and search for the right people, the right opportunity, Mm -hmm. things that you're passionate about and you want to have fun, everything else will come. That's really true. Because you'll be so good, they can't ignore you. You'll be so good. 
right? It's it's so it's so true. I want to take a pause there for the listeners. You know, as a recruiting firm, you know, we place people in jobs for a living, and and so yeah. often, so often, you know, I say, okay, well, tell me what you're looking for, and they go, okay, well, I want to be a director in uh, furniture industry, and I need to make 150, and I'm and I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, but what about culture? What about people? What is that your passion? Do you, you know, do you really enjoy that? Like, it's so important to have a passion for what you're doing and really love it and have fun with the people you're working for. Like you mentioned, if you can't enjoy hanging out with the people you work with, yeah, life sucks. It's over. <laughs> it's over. No. It's just yeah. so true, especially in a small company. Uh, you, you really need to enjoy because you're going to spend more time with them than your family a lot of times. Right. Right. And, and you know, if you, if you don't enjoy them, and that's one of the reasons I love building RiderFlex with, with Scott, my co-founder. I mean, we just have so much fun together. You know, we, we'll go visit a prospect or something. We're trying to close a deal. And yeah. of course, then, then afterwards we're, we're having beers and laughing and carrying on. And, you know, we're, I mean, we're just, you know, or we're talking to each other about our families or our wives or our kids or whatever. You know, uh, like I, I and that's just so important to be able to do that. I, I can't stress it enough. Uh, it's not just about work. We are human beings and we have to be able to oh, relate and talk to each other. Uh, not and have fun. We always say around have here, we, one of the main slogans around here is what's fun got to do with it? Everything. <laughs> it's everything. By the right? way, you do, you do such a great job of highlighting your team. Um, you're very team oriented. You highlight and praise your people. Oh. Throughout, throughout so many things you do, whether it's the website or the books or your social media, um, and they some of them been with you for a long time too. I think you're, oh, yeah. I think, I think um, uh, some of them, some of them for like eight, 18 years. Well, so, Tara, my, you know, what she called personal cheerleader. That she named herself, by the way. I like that. I like that because, title, by the way. Well, it's because she started with me when she was 16, and she was a cheerleader. Um, and that so she did, she's been with me 23 years and she really, right. Like, and, there, and there's several, people, you know, that's, and, and you're right. I, you, you know, if you, what's the African proverb, if, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go with others. And so I firmly, firmly understand that I can't do this by myself and that I have to have these amazing humans around me. And plus it's so much more fun. Right. Like you just you just talked about having a beer and your partners and right. Yeah. And like th that is so much more fun than you just sitting in a bar alone drinking a beer. I mean, come on. <laughs> you got that right. Right. Uh, but by the way, Tara, uh, Tara, she started with you when she was 16. Mm -hmm. I would not have thought that her communication is clean, fast, responsive, um, very good. Uh <laughs> And uh, I wouldn't have, I would have thought she had been with some other companies. So you've, you've mentored her very well. She's been, she's been awesome. Um, so, uh, and I'm oh. sure the rest of your team is too. And oh, one of the, books, one of the books you have pictures and highlights for each team member. Which one is that? Oh, it's probably, uh, it's in the back of better human. I bet. It, I, I always have, um, I can't do this. I can't write these books and I can't do this without all of them. Oh yeah, totally. I always want to make sure I always put their pictures in the back and everyone understand that I need help. I need amazing magical unicorns to help me bring this to life. No doubt. Uh, you must do a good job of taking care of them because they stay with you and they support you very well. CBHhomes.com. I wanted to make sure I got the URL out yes, there. Thank you. What can I ask you this? I know we're bumping up on time. You yeah. got, you got, five, you got, you got, I do. Five Free, absolutely. We're having way too much fun. Okay. Okay. Sorry. We're going over. Uh, 
when I was thinking about you, you know, the last few days I was getting ready for this and, and I kept asking myself, I'm like, okay, she obviously has a great career with CBH, CBH Homes, and that's her passion. That industry mm -hmm. is her passion. But she's also an author, a podcast host, uh, a speaker. Uh, I don't know. What am I leaving out? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what? what is the overall motivating factor here? Does, is, her, is her mission to, beyond being successful, that's mm -hmm. CBH Homes. Okay, let's set, yep. let's set that aside. Besides being a yep. a successful executive at CBH, CBH Homes, what is the reason for the other stuff? What is the motivational reason for the book, the podcast, the speaking? Mm -hmm. Is it is it because you have all this energy and you want to help people or, or what is the reason for it? I guess. Is that a fair question? No, I think it's a great question. And I get it a lot. I'll be honest with you. Cause some people are like, good Lord, like you have a job, like what's your problem? Lady? Right. Like <laughs> take a break already. Uh, and and I'll, I'll tell you what, I think both of them um, marry well together in my opinion, in the sense that um, I love humans and I, I realize that um, we all need um, inspiration and and um, love and energy and and smiles and I be I believe that in my core and so you know I always start with my team I start with myself I start with my team and then over the years what I realized is that there were so many other people that need it as well and I always say much has been given much will be expected. Right. So I feel like this is my job. Like I learned so much from, you know, Nick Saban. I learned so much from reading your book. Right. Like listening. To, like, so I always want to keep sharing that and paying that forward. I enjoy it. I love to see people like I always say I look at humans and I see so much. I wish they would see what I see. I, I had a coffee yesterday with a really good friend of mine who, you know, just was laid off and he's going to do really well. And I think it's interesting that sometimes we're our own worst enemies and we, we go to the worst and we think, and, and, yes. and it's so funny, I said to him, I just wish you could see what I see. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, right. Like I just wish that you could see you're so hard on yourself and you, you're, you're not, you know, thinking big enough and you're, you're not giving yourself, you know, credence for everything that you've done and everything that you have in you. So I just feel like that's part of who I'm supposed to be and who I am is to kind of give out as much, love, energy, passion, knowledge as I can, because I want to bring all these people with me, right? Like when I did Leading Through Extraordinary Times and New Market and New You, all of these, it's because I keep talking and hearing people saying all these things that they're struggling with, all these things that they're frustrated with. So I'm always like, how can I get this out and to try to be of help and love and service, right? Is that is is some of that driven from your childhood and the lack of motivational love and support and inspiration that you had, you, you, you missed a lot of that. You didn't get, you didn't, your mother wasn't around yeah. your dad, your dad wasn't, uh, didn't sound like he was a champion uh, necessarily. No. And so yeah. the lack of that caused you to want to give uh, that give, give to people that you didn't receive when you were a kid. Is some of it because of that? I think you're probably right. Like, I think there's some of that. I think I also realized that I 
had the benefit of understanding that it's all on me and that I could channel it, harness it, get it, go get it, work, make it happen. And that I didn't need all these other things. And I think sometimes you're right. Maybe if you grew up in a really great home and you had everything spoon fed to you a little bit and told you you're doing great, you know, Johnny and Sarah and and let you know, like there was no, there's no ribbons for me. There was no attaboys. There was no, right. Like, so, so I realized that, yeah, I want to show people that it's all inside of them and that they can do it. I do think we're driven that way a lot. I, I find myself the same. My dad was very much uh, like yours. Like I, he never said, he, I never can remember my dad telling me good job. I mean, I, I called him and when I, when I got to be president of Healthy Back up in, in DC, uh, it was about a $40 million company. And uh, I got that job and I called him in Oklahoma to tell him and you know, I just thought, I thought okay, maybe this is maybe this is finally the moment where he's going to say, you know, good job or congratulations. Yeah. Just never. I just never got any of that. from uh-huh. him. Never, you know. <clears throat> and my point is, I, I love on my people and my kids, I think, extra because I didn't get that. Right. When my boys were growing yeah. up, I, mean, yeah. I just hugged on them all the time. Yeah. I mean, I just loved on them all the time, yeah. you know, suffocated almost because I yeah. didn't get it. And that, that's why I ask you that question. Yeah. If you feel a lot of it's you wanting to give because you didn't get a chance to receive, and I, I admire what you're doing. You, you're you're really helping people stay motivated and see positive things about themselves and push forward through struggles. Yeah. All of your stuff is so inspirational. It's interesting that you are such an inspirational, energetic person, considering your background on how you were raised it's interesting you, you uh you have found other leaders to inspire yeah. you and you grabbed yeah. onto it and yeah. and charged forward um i don't know how you do it you raise two kids you're writing all these books you're speaking <laughs> you're you do it what do you ever just chill do you ever just well, relax? <laughs> it's funny i was just in a meeting with, with a gal and on her um forearm she had a tattoo and it said be chill and and i was like <laughs> That's so foreign to me. <laughs> and that's not true. That's not true. You know, you, you've heard the joke or the, or the running thing. If you didn't know me outside of this in my life, on the other side of me is an introvert, right? Like, so I'm very much, a, what? I know I'm a very All much, right. fam, I'm a very much family person. So if I'm not here, if not working or creating, I'm with, I'm with my boys, I'm with my husband and that's my happy place. And, you know, I'm reading, I'm going for hikes, I'm enjoying, we're traveling. So I have this whole other side that there's a chill side to me that just enjoys that family. Okay. Um, but Are the you ever in a bad mood? Do you, do you ever wake up in a bad mood, pissed off? Oh, oh, you know, sure. I'm human, if right? You, if, if you do, if you do wake up in a bad mood, right here. <laughs> Okay, do you do you know the Dr. Amen trick? You know, Dr. Daniel Amen, the brain doctor. uh -uh. Here's the trick. I'm gonna tell everyone because when you wake up in a bad mood, if you do this, you'll stop. So he's a brain doctor and he's he's done 20 million scans and looked at everyone's brain. And so he these are his two tricks. In the morning, before he gets out of bed, he closes, you know, doesn't open his eyes and he does this thing. And you go, it's gonna be a great day, it's gonna be a great day. And it's going to be a great day because so you prime the pump, right? You, you, you set your intention for the day, right? So like today I'm going to be on this podcast. I was so, so excited. I could barely sleep. I had leadership coffee this morning with my team. Couldn't, I love that. It's one of my favorite days. So I, I, you know, got all these things. So when you focus on all the good in your life, that's in front of you, 
that's how you're going to start your day, right? Okay. And then at the end of the day, his trick goes like this. You ask yourself as you're laying there right before you go to sleep and you say, what went well today? Let's go to sleep on that note. So that All when right. we wake up in the morning, we go get more of that. <clears throat> I love that. I want. It's just changing the way you, you, right? Like that's all you have to do. I would, I would add a couple of things to that last, last question here as we wrap up, you know, there will be some people listening to this episode and they're going to go, okay, well, Rhonda, you've had it, you know, you've had a great life. You, you married a great husband. He makes uh -huh. good money. You make good money. You, uh -huh. you've never been divorced. You haven't uh, lost a business. You didn't lose a house. You didn't have uh, a husband that cheated on you. You didn't have wake up with cancer. You didn't have a kid that died. You whatever, right? Like all these things yeah. happen to people. Yeah. And they're going to listen to you and be like, yeah, man, it's easy for you to be super positive. You didn't, you didn't face all the stuff that I'm facing. How do you, how do you respond to those people? I think you're wrong. I think you're dead wrong. I think uh, I choose, I, I gave you the sugarcoat version of okay. my life. Okay. And um, I think you're dead wrong. I think that life is messy. If, if you want to, sh if you would want me to share all my dirty laundry, I feel for you. I don't think you could take it. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. I don't think you can take it. You can list all those things you listed. Don't, don't just matter don't. to me. Just yeah. don't, just don't. Just and, don't. And, and just don't. And I have to tell you, Amore Fati, I love it all. I've learned that it's my journey. It's my path. It's also not my journey, my path to dwell in victimhood. It's not my journey or my there path you go. There to you go. judge and decide who has a better life and who doesn't. Who, right? Like, it's, it's not my path. And so I'm here to say, I want us all to live a good life. I all, I fully recognize and understand that life is messy. And we have Almost every one of those things you've listed, I've had and then some. So you're confused. You're dead wrong. I'm just choosing to live differently through it all because I want to have perfect. a good life. That's so great. That is so great. That's a great response. And then I want to add in there, I think you say something in the book, very similar, correct me if I'm wrong, um, where I think you say something like, hey, if you get up and you're breathing, you know, if you get up and you're breathing, like, Everything after that's kind of gravy. And I, the, what I tell people is, uh, I say, I always tell them, I'll say, hey, look, here's the thing. Do you, are you breathing? Do you have shelter, food, yeah. shelter, food, water? Yeah. Are you breathing? And do you have some love? Okay. Yeah. Because if you have those, everything after that is gravy. Right. Yeah. It, it's so, so, it's so, so true. You know, I did leadership coffee this morning for my team. I do it about once a month and it's purely optional and they come and it's just about us learning together. Right. And obviously it's November. So I focus really heavily on gratitude. I'm a gratitude person. I say, thank you all day. I pray all day. It's just who I am. It's just in my nature. And, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, is Tony Robbins. And if, if you if you traded your expectations for appreciation, your whole life would change. And when people have all these expectations of how they think everything should go and be mm. and what mm. they should have and what mm. they're deserved mm. and mm. owed. And instead, they just flipped that and said, you know, I appreciate all these things in my life. Everything would change. But yeah. instead, they have all these, you know, ex and even, I'll, I'll, you know, back to my own father you know, I have zero expectations of that man, right? I do have gratitude for that man because without him, I wouldn't be here. Mm. Right? See, and you're, always, you're always looking for the positive. I, I am. Man, and and, and, and Amore Fate, Amore Fate, I loved everything he put me through because it's 
who I am today. It's made me strong, resilient, tough, a lover, a fighter, right? I always say, if you want to know what my, you want to cue up my song, you know, everyone has kind of like their song. Mine would be Pat Benatar, hit me with your best shot. <laughs> right, let's go. Let's Love go. It. You I, should be, you should, have you thought about retiring from CBH and just being an international motivational speaker? I mean, you could just do that for a living. I mean, no, can, I, I, I tell you, home building is my jam and my passion. Right. These are my people, my tribe. I want to do both. I, I'm that girl that I want, I want the birthday cake and the ice cream. Let's if, be if, if somebody wants to hire you for speaking engagement, which I would do in a heartbeat, I mean, your, 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 your passion and positive energy and outlook is just so contagious. If people want to hire you for speaking, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Should they go to? It's rondaconger.com. Best place, rondaconger.com. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. And you're available for engagements? I do. I I, I have. Yes, I do. I do. I speak all over the nation. I speak to all different groups. Um, all right. $200,000 $200, per speech? At least, like yes. <laughs> I like your style, brother. Are you going to? Are you going to run for office uh, in Idaho? What, what are you, are you going to, what is politics next for no, you? What, what, no, what's politics what's is the not, end goal? What's no, the end game? The, the, <laughs> politics is not for me. Uh, uh, end game, I would just say, I want to continue to keep innovating and creative, creating even in home building. Like there, I, I get really excited. So I'm always about like this market I love because I get to just blow things up and try new things and do things differently. So I'll continue to be innovative and creative in this space. It's my jam. And then with my speaking and my books and all that, I will continue to bring me to the table and give out as much love, energy, and show people the potential and opportunity that's out there. Right? That's just who I am. That, that's what it I looks love, like. I love it, but I think you could be mayor of, of Boise. Oh, thank you. No, no. <laughs> No, all right. I, I am not I am not politically correct. I'm an HR nightmare, right? I cuss like a sailor. Like I have no rules. I do what the hell I want. No. I like that. I like that. Governor of Idaho. There it is. <laughs> Rhonda Cock. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. When you get super famous and you get you're you're in the governor's house, uh, then we can be we can be friends. I can come visit the capital. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rhonda, thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thank you so much. Loved every second. So fun. Yeah.